Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, and by everybody, I mean just the people listening right now to the show. It's the Bitcoin Podcast Network's Just the Headers. Jesse, so for those of you that don't know, there's a man on this planet who's as near perfect as any man on the planet. I'm talking this man is fast, strong. I mean, he's like the million dollar man, except for he's not a robot. Right. Um, genius level intelligence, silky smooth hair. The the number one host of this show. I present to you guys, Jesse the Man Broke. That was so soft. Where is it? There we go. How you feeling, Jesse? I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. I feel like people love the show because of stuff like that that you do. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> we talk about fruit more so than the headlines. We talk about random stuff typically, unless we're you know trying to get the news out real fast. But yeah, I think yeah. I think people like that. Like they they like you doing stuff like that. You know, I try to be a likable guy. You can't have a podcast and not be likable. I feel like if you have a podcast and you're not likable, then um, you should just stop and take on other interests <laughs> because nobody wants to listen to your non-likable ass. I'm sorry. That's just the way it goes. So uh, My week was pretty good, man. Another week, another <laughs> business. What? No, it's just funny because, you know, typically I would say, yeah, how was your week? But you're just like. <laughs> I'm just jumping right into it. I know oh, where yeah, this goes. Same my first rodeo. <laughs> yeah. Same uh, my first rodeo over here. Um. Let's see. Have you uh, listened to any good music lately? Um. I. I have. The answer to that is yes, I have. Um, I've been stuck on this song called every, every single thing. Have you heard of that? No, no. What genre is that? Um, it's, I, I really can't, <clears throat> I, I don't know how to like categorize it. Um, it's kind of like electronic dance, um, mm-hmm. like smooth, mellow. It's really mellow. Okay. And, um, it's like slow tempo. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like slow but not super duper slow. Okay. Um, it's got a little lo-fi hip hoppy vibe, but not really that much. Some singing to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name of the band is One Second. Drum roll. 
from drumming rolls and rolling the drums. Part of the show is brought to you by Spotify. No, the name the name of the band is Home Shake, okay. and the album is Fresh Hair, Fresh Air, and every single thing is the name of the song. I really like the music video too. It's it's got a lot of symbolism in it that I connect with. Neo soul? I guess you'd call the genre neo soul. Oh. Yeah. Hey, these these are Asian people dancing. They are Asian people dancing. That's why I think Whoa. it's neo soul. Because they're not black. Well, that's what neo soul <laughs> is. It's like black music, but Asian people doing it, so they call it. Neo oh, is that what they call it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just take out the E. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. I see what you did there. That's not uh, true. Asian people have souls. <laughs> but anyway. Um, that was really good. Just the Headers is a show about the headlines in the cryptocurrency industry. If this is your first time listening to Just the Headers, boy, are you in for some shit. So... <laughs> We're going to jump right in it. Uh, so the articles from the last weekend read as such. From Ghana to the Bronx meet the teen Bitcoiners building the future. Uh, that's one. Circle's head of trading is leaving this crypto startup. Ooh. Brazilian tax authorities impose new requirements on crypto trading. Roger Ver steps into executive chairman role as Bitcoin.com adds a new CEO. MasterCard co-brands XRP capital-backed Nexos crypto card. That's a mouthful that I don't care to read about. The CTFC's fintech chief is leaving the agency. Shinhan's brokerage to offer brokerage securities lending in South Korea. Because that sounds safe. And former Trump advisor Steve Bannon, global populist, revolt only helps crypto. Rather boring shit. If I don't... Wait, what? You don't like (laughs) any of those? Those are some pretty good articles. I don't like any of those. I don't know. You like from Ghana to the Bronx? And you don't like the... What else is in here? Oh, are you taking this person? You're taking it personal. What do you mean? Like... You pick these articles, you know, so you feel like, you know, they're your babies. And all. Oh no, no, no! I just, I just, I would think one of one or two of them are not that bad, right? I mean, you would think so. Let's take a look at this Roger Ver shit. So Roger Ver, for those of you that don't know, if you've just tuned into crypto, is a son of a bitch, and he used to be known as Bitcoin Jesus because you know humans are real original, and they called him Bitcoin Jesus. Uh, because he had a long beard and he put food dye in water one time and they were like oh you like bitcoin and you have a long beard so we're gonna call you bitcoin jesus that's not the story actually he used to just donate a lot of money to crypto companies not crypto companies bitcoin companies he's uh what you'd call a prime so he said a prime yeah like a, a prime but he's not Optimus. Oh, no. Oh. oh, okay. He's definitely not Optimus. Andreas is Optimus. But Roger Ver is like the prime that went rogue. And now he thinks that he owns Bitcoin. 
And it's what happens, right? You either die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain. I didn't make that up. Wish I had. Uh, and that's what's going on with Roger Ver. He's lived long enough to become the villain. So anyways, this douche nugget. He stepped into the chairman role as Bitcoin.com ads new CEO. So this article is written by William Foxley. He looks like his last name is Foxley, does he not? Look at his look at look at him. Stefan Rust has replaced Roger Vera as CEO of Bitcoin.com. Uh, maybe you can stop biting off of our podcast then, uh, Stefan Rust. We'd appreciate that if you'd stop copying Wait, anything. He Bitcoin looks like Roger Vera's older brother. He does, doesn't he? Or, or like his dad. Yeah. Look at him. So happy to sign that paper. Oh. Anyways, Russ joined Bitcoin.com six months prior to his appointment as global head of corporate business and development. Before joining the website, Rust founded Exacon, a marketing automation platform. Automation, baby. <laughs> marketing automation. Baron Rust intend to co-lead Bitcoin.com. Typically, executive chairman operating an oversight role for financials and company direction. Information on the former CEO's new role in the company has not been disclosed, however. I'm hugely excited to take on the role of CEO working alongside Roger. Together, we can turbocharge the awesome team and great brand that is Bitcoin.com. It's going to be a wild ride. Don't miss it. All in all, Bear's been replaced as he should. Next article. Um, what's going on with Circle? You know, Circle's been in the game for a while. For a long time, Circle was the leading exchange in the in the eastern hem- western hemisphere, the leading exchange on the planet. Planet. planet, planet. This article is written by Brady Dale. Hell of a name. Circle's head of trading, Dan Matuszewski, has Matuszewski has announced internal. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Well, these names in crypto are so unforgiving. My name is Dan Matuszewski. Uh, he's announced internally that he is moving on from the company. Uh, CoinDesk has learned uh, is being replaced by a guy named Nick Gustafson, uh, Kraken alum. This guy. So uh, here's a quote. Circle Trade is born mostly of accident. Uh, initially tasked with providing liquidity for uh, our retail Bitcoin payments app. Their, uh, our presence in the market grew to a scale where uh, we began to provide liquidity to a, to a whole array of uh, counterparties. You know, outside our own internal needs. Uh, he wrote to his colleagues in an email. So he said, uh, he said here. I got nothing but the best experiences uh, from my time here, he says. So he's happy. He's happy about uh, what he did. He wrote that and that he has pursuing a, a new entrepreneur opportunity in the industry. So uh, he's, he's going to a new trading venture, he says. He says, there's another quote from him. He says, I'm looking forward to expanding the team, right? Uh, filling some key hires over the coming months and uh, continuing to deliver world-class uh, market making services support to our growing roster of counterparties. So, so uh, this guy is quitting circle 
and he's uh he's going to uh he's going to a new job so it's your turn jesse okay I feel so serious today. I don't know why. Yeah, I can sense it. It's making me nervous. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Like, I better I'm, bring my egg game. Mm, all right, here we go. Monday's news. I'm gonna read through the articles real fast. Did you so just punch somebody one? before you started recording? No. Why? You're so serious today. I can't see you. I can just feel the tenseness of your face. Come, come down with me. Come, come down. All right. All right. All right. So uh, the first article is Bitcoin's computing power sets new record as over 100,000 miners go online. Watch ICO pumper Alexei and Andruyan. Andruyunin talks about his market manipulation business. Cryptocurrency in China over the counter under the table. Coinbase considering adding eight new tokens. Former Polychain partner Ryan Zurer is leaving Web3 to start his own DAO. Lawsuit filed against Israeli ICO chosen for Palestinian peace plan. And last one, experts say Mexico's regulations raised the bar too high for crypto entrepreneurs. Which of those sound interesting? Oh, here, let's do the first one. So Bitcoin's computing power sets record as over 100,000 new miners go online. All right, so Wolfie Zhao, the total computing power now dedicated to securing the Bitcoin blockchain has set yet another record. According to the data from mining services operator BTC.com, the average Bitcoin mining hash rate over the last two weeks has reached 71.43 quintillion hashes per second, up from 64,000. Wait, that number is written really odd. Um, Okay up from 64.49 quintillion hashes on July 23rd. The threshold was breached as Bitcoin adjusted its mining difficulty at block height 586,672 on Monday, 252 UTC. That is a 6.94 quintillion hashes per second or 10.78% jump since mid-July. Damn, Bit- that's sexy. That's, uh, so what is that? That's like 10%? It's a 10% leap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just read that. Um, that's a lot. Bitcoin mining difficulty is a measure of how hard it is to compete for mining rewards on Bitcoin. Just how difficult the Bitcoin software makes it to generate uh, new blocks adjusts every two, uh, 2016 blocks approximately every 14 days to ensure the block production time remains about 10 minutes at the next cycle. Assume this additional 6.9 quintillion hashes per second. Um Computing power has all come from powerful ASIC miners such as Bitmain's Antminer S17 or MicroBT's Whatsminer M20S, both of which boast a mining rate of around 55 terahashes per second uh, and recently hit the market. That means more than 100,000 top-of-the-line ASIC miners could have been switched on within the past two weeks. You, Further, uh, given these... Pro- yeah? Do you ever wish you could hop into a time machine and go back and start mining Bitcoin with Satoshi? No, I mean, yes, but I mean, no. What were you doing in 2009? In 2009? Yeah. A lot of alcohol was involved. Um, (laughs) I was in college, so like there was drinking. Let's see, 2009. uh, Mm -hmm. Jeez. 
I was working at Lowe's, designing mm-hmm. kitchens, selling them bitches. Uh, I don't know, jogging most likely. I had a girlfriend. She was getting railed. Um, just a college girl, you know what I mean? Like, just all you're ever gonna do is rail on a frequent basis. It's like, I mean, you, it, it is promising, but for the most part, just railing happens. Um, and it was weird because she tried to like move in without asking to move in. So <laughs> I was like, you can't just move into a house that's not mine. I pay rent here. Like. Go home. And so, what else happened in 2019? I got on this turkey kick. Sorry, yeah, not 2019, 2009. I got on this turkey kick because I found out, like, you if you buy turkeys when it's not turkey season near November, you can get a big-ass turkey for a really low price. So I was like, well, I mean, if I buy, like, one turkey and that shit lasts 10 days, like, that's ten dollars for ten days worth of straight up lean protein. Your boys fit, so I would just buy a turkey and cook it. And it was random because our house would always smell like Thanksgiving. Sometimes <laughs> you can ask Doctor Corey Petty because that we were roomies, and uh, yeah, I would just cook turkeys all the time and drink and go to school. So you think you would have deviated from that to go mine Bitcoin on a laptop, Satoshi? Um, maybe if it was pitched to me in the right way, because mm-hmm. I had like three laptops laying around, I would have been like, "Yeah, man, you mean turn my computer energy into money? Sign me up, bro." Lord knows I signed up for some stupid stuff, man. So. Wait, so, so, so hold on. So you wish you would have gone back to when Satoshi was mining. So basically you could have had a lot of Bitcoin. Now, let me ask you this question. What do you think Bitcoin's price will end up being at the end, the peak? Um, I honestly don't think it'll be Bitcoin's price. That'll be relevant. It'll be the financial instruments that are built from it. That'll be more relevant. Okay. Um. Well, but we're talking in terms of Bitcoin, right? Because you said you want to go back to 2009 to mine Bitcoin. Yeah. So where yeah. where where is Bitcoin's peak? Let's I think start it'll there. be in the six digits numbers when I'm old and gray. Okay. What about in the next like ten years? Uh, I think the highest it'll go in the next ten. Let's see. What's what is it at? I think it'll go up to maybe sixty five. 65. Yeah. I mean, just realistically, it's it's hard for people to wrap their head around it. Mm-hmm. And it's really not going to skyrocket again until Wall Street's like 100% certain there's no risk in it skyrocketing for them. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take a long time for them to move all that money over in a way nobody notices. Mm-hmm. That's what rich people do that have time. They just wait until nobody notices, and then they do the the grimy thing, mm-hmm. right? So, like, uh, they've got this plan. It's like a 15, 20-year plan, and they're like, okay, well, five years in, we're going to do this grime, 
And then everybody's going to get really mad. And then five years later, we're going to wait. And then we're going to do a little bit more grime. And everybody's going to get mad. And that's how they make business decisions. So, like, Coinbase did the same thing, right? When they... I noticed Coinbase was going to start all this nonsense with accepting any random tokens because I was like, oh, okay, they're just trying to secure Brian Armstrong's bags. He's got big bags, and he wants to secure them. So he's going to slowly change this doctrine of what coins they will allow on their platform to suit any token that he has a lot of. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. And I was like, well, XRP is going to be coming soon. And they're going to keep changing the definition of things and then making themselves seem so legit that they can just keep adding coins that pad their bags. Like everybody that works at Coinbase is a millionaire. They're all rich as hell. So obviously they're playing the game in a way such that they can keep padding their bags and winning. So you can't blame them. But they just, they're doing grime now. They're a bank. They're the new, they're bank 2.0 of humanity. And they're going to continuously do grime. And the next thing they're going to start doing is probably fractional reserve. Mm-hmm. Where you, you know, you put your Bitcoin in and it's not your Bitcoin and they promise you it's there. But, you know, it's just, a, it's, it's a slippery slope. It's, it's a slippery slope. I sound really dreary. Why did you let me go down that negative Nancy tunnel? Right no, it's not negative. I'm just wondering, like, if you think if you think Bitcoin is like 60k or 100k in like 10 to I don't know, whenever you get old, why don't you just keep mining it? Keep mining it even now. Well, because I can't mine it. I don't have millions of dollars to build a mine. But you mean purchasing? No, just like use your laptops. You said you had three laptops back then. Why don't you just use your laptops? And oh, keep you're talking mining. about if this was 2009. No, I'm talking about like right now. Why don't you just mine it for now? Because if you say it's going to go to 50K, the price is like around 10, 10, 11, 12K. That's like five, six X, right? If I had three laptops to mine Bitcoin, I would get like 0.0000001 Bitcoin every six months. No, you actually mine a lot faster than that. You can, you can mine like, you can mine a few, well, depends on what your laptops are. I'm not wasting I mean, that much energy for a bet that's going that long. No really? Way. No. Mm-hmm. I, I see what you're saying. Like, if it's worth going to be worth that much, then it's worth the expense on the front end to get the return on mm-hmm. the back end. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. And uh, what? Where were we? I'm lost. Uh, <laughs> wait, was, wait, wait. It was Monday. It was actually my turn. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about the miners. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. So they they're mining more mining ten percent more mining. Uh, all right, let's let's see what else is in here. Uh, cryptocurrency in China over you look the counter. Like Asian James Dean, huh? You look like James Dean with your scruff. James Dean, yeah, my scruff. <laughs> yeah, it's like I feel like you need a cigarette. Uh, a cigarette. Well, James Dean had smoked cigarettes. Is what that was his thing. He was, uh, he would smoke cigarettes and he would talk to women like, hey, what's up? I'm James Dean. and What's up? Like, that was James <laughs> Dean's thing. So, Well, let me go smoke some cigarettes. I'll be no, back no, no. You next week. Smoke it. You just have to hold it in your mouth. You don't have to smoke <laughs> it. Yeah. I was asking you to risk your life here, Jesse. 
No, come on. Uh, it's just basic cosplay. Right. <laughs> it's funny how cosplay can be anything now. I could literally cosplay like as a, just another black dude, and it'll be like, oh, that's a great cosplay. It's like, what happened to the word costume? Wait, you mean you mean role play or cosplay? What's the difference, man? I could I could like straight up go to a Comic Con as like Doctor like uh, Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. They'll be okay. like, Oh, it's such a good outfit. Like you got the tweed jacket and everything, and I'll be like, This isn't a cosplay. This is just a costume. Well, I guess cause is in the word costume. Yeah, costume play. Costume play. Oh, they just role play say the tomb. I I mean I'm assuming I don't know I don't know I don't go to cons because of the sketchy people. Sketchy people. Yeah, I don't know the people that smell. No, Sarah's been. Sarah said that they're weird and smelly, and I was like, okay. I guarantee they are, man. I guarantee they are. Have you 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 haven't been to a crypto conference, have you? No, haven't been to a crypto conference. Smells like a rhinoceros's gooch. Yeah, I've been to Australia. (laughs) <laughs> what does Australia, Australia have to do with it? I haven't uh, been to those places, but I have been to Australia. Is Australia I mean, stinky? It's pretty bad. Oh, wow. I, I mean, that. it was when I went, when I was like, like this is like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Like, nobody used deodorant. I don't know why. Damn. Yeah. Did you ask the question? No. Why would you ask that question? Because it's a good question to ask. Like, hey, I know y'all smell that ass around here. Like, who's not taking a shower on this big ass continent? It's like, like it's like a. Uh, oh man, I feel like I'm gonna take so much flack for this. Oh, but like, shit, are we gonna offend Australian people? We I mean, no, we're not gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna do. We're gonna do more than Australia. <laughs> <laughs> we're offending a lot more. Lay it on the line. We're gonna. We're gonna go right to. India. Oh no! I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I, I saw you like look around before you. Man, I think it's the uh, potency of the like ingredients in their food. Yo, that, I like, it, it is though. It is. It is and it isn't. Like it it is because like I ate curry for like a month straight, and after like the second week, it like was pouring out of me like that same smell, that bo. And I was like, mm. okay, I understand. I, this is how it works. You eat the curry for a long enough period of time. And it just it makes you smell bad. It just emits but, out of you. But you can still kind of cover it up with deodorant. And then for the people <laughs> that don't wear deodorant, it's just like, okay, I understand what's happening here. <laughs> so, Sorry if we're offending you guys. We're just speaking the truth. Man, I'm telling you, when that curry smell, sometimes it's so strong. <laughs> like, you know, we're done. We have no Indian audience anymore. We, no, we never had an Indian audience, I don't think, so it doesn't matter. But and if we did, then they're gonna ostracize us. I don't care. <laughs> Look, dude, they make your not your nostrils will flare up. So like it's almost like it's like a defense mechanism because you're trying to create more space in your nose so that the uh-huh. smell dissipates just a little <laughs> bit more. God. And your nostrils are like, God damn, that is a sharp that is a pungent. I just got. I feel like I have to equally like berate every ethnicity now. So let's go to Asian cultures. All right. Yeah, let's go to Korea. Korea. Yeah. So like when you walk into like an Asian person's home, you're just like, whoa! It smells. It smells mm-hmm. distinct. 
you can you can tell you're walking in it's like an, walking into an asian supermarket it smells it does and i don't know what that smell is it's just it's different it's like kimchi spice it's like it's like well that sounds really racist but i mean no it because it's like it's like garlic right and soy now. sauce like i don't know it's just it's different it's not even, it's more than that it's like ginger garlic soy sauce let's play ring around the rosy with offending cultures here we like <laughs> off in my own i thought my <laughs> gra- every time i go into an old black person's house i'm like man this smells like my grandma's house every time and i'm like man this smells like my grandma's house that is just uncleaned grease from the kitchen that just like piles <laughs> That's what it is. It just like piles up in the oven filters and it's never cleaned. All right. And so like over years and years and years, there's what do you uh, describe the smell? It's like, it's very wholesome, but it smells. What does wholesome mean? Wholesome means it. Well, to me, it's like my granny's house. So it feels like home away from home. Is it sweet? Is it bitter? Is it like, it's like warm and it's salty. And it's like humid. Is it like going into like a soul food restaurant? Yeah, like that. Okay, okay. Yeah. But you like, ever you ever walk into like a senior nursing home? That just smells like tasteless gravy. It tastes like decay. Like you can taste oh it in the air, god. the decay, right? Oh my god! Just it's like you can. Worse. It's like the skin cells. Like you know how like when you go to the south, right? It's like humidity hits you. Yeah. When you get off the plane, it's like when you go in a nursing home, like all the dead skin cells that are hit just decaying off of them just hit you in the mouth, in the nose. I like I was a yeah. news bigelow for a while and I would clean fish tanks and uh-huh. old folks homes always have fish tanks in them. And I know the odor. Like as soon as you yeah. open that door, as soon as they ring you in like, and then the door opens and you're like, Gah. yeah, it smells like been gay and regret <laughs> regret and those old folks be boning man you know that right that's is that like what the new... smell maybe that's what the smell is the, I, it could be like dead skin and sex because sex has a smell i always know like you walk into a room you're like damn somebody just boned in here you, you know anyways. you know you know what that smells like though what rice sex smells like yeah old rice sex does not smell like old. no no seriously like Smell, smell old rice. It's gonna smell exactly the same. I guess it depends on when and how you're having the sex. Like if you had the sex after a full day's work, it doesn't smell like old rice. It kind of smells like body funk, and then you regret it a little bit afterwards. You're like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. We probably should have like taking a shower taking before a shower. And, you know, <laughs> been adults before we just ravaged each other because it kind of smells in here now uh it's, it smells like your office chair is what uh, wait my office chair smells great i don't know about yours <laughs> uh okay who's Monday. next oh yeah, you can go we next we didn't get to white people they're not left out what is, no. what's weird about white people's culture like, uh i don't know it's just like, like potpourri everyone. and shit right uh i don't know like glade like uh i don't know it depends depends uh i don't know yeah it does kind of depend it usually smells like apples and shit it doesn't smell bad though i have to say apples and shit right it smells it smells it smells okay like it's acceptable yeah it's not like any other culture where it's like unless you're like bred in it like you you know it it's well, strange. I don't know when you go to like 
I mean, if you go to like suburban white folks, but if you go to them like hood white folks that like stay in the hood, then uh-huh. it, it smells like it smells like they manufacture and test cigarettes. Like that's okay, that's okay, it. like okay, and there's dip bottles everywhere, and mm. usually like, man, is that Rob root beer or is that dip? I really can't tell. Like dip juice, yeah, and like Coke bottles. I've actually I've accidentally drank dip juice one time. Ooh. It was the, t- <laughs> it was the <laughs> most disgusting moment of my life. I think I wow. like, I went to a different universe for like a split second because like I just couldn't take what just happened to me, and it's like my brain was like, I gotta get <laughs> out of here. I gotta get the fuck out of here. So it was not ideal, but. Anyways, wow. I think we got everyone. We got Asian people. We got Mexicans. Mexicans people. Mexican people smell like uh, corn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got everyone. Corn and so, grease. Um, let's get back to the show now. I think people okay. are a little bit tired of being made fun of. So, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So Monday, what else do we have? Um, Coinbase considering adding eight new. T- Tokens, Polychain partner, order some curry. Ryan Zurer is leaving Web3 to start his own debt. Okay, so. Hmm, Are we still on Monday? Let's, let's check out. Yeah. Oh, we're doing bad. We're doing bad. All right, how about we go to Tuesday? You, you can take over. All right. And now, oh, segue of the century, baby, going to Tuesday's news. Let's read these articles. Bitcoin and Ether lender BlockFi raises $18.3 million in a Series A round. That's right, baby. Money's flying. It's sticking on companies. Crypto's here. Going nowhere. Cosmos will have three coding languages. Here's why that matters for Ethereum. Ethereum Foundation Director's new role will help businesses embrace public blockchains. British tax authority seeks customer data from crypto exchanges in search of tax evaders. Craig Wright's counsel rebutes forgery evidence in an ongoing lawsuit. And the city of Seoul, Korea, will offer blockchain services this fall. Uh, Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary questions Bitcoin as a safe haven asset literally years after he said it's the future. And North Korea stole $2 billion in crypto and fiat to fund weapons programs. That is crazy. Man, there's a lot going on in the world, Jesse. Do you ever think that sometimes? Like, It's like, why yeah. try? Why try keeping up? Just, just, just fucking live your life. Like, find a lady, settle down. No, don't. Lady. No, I don't agree with that. Okay. <laughs> you young whippersnapper you it's like i envy those that are just like you know what they have one worry their lady and their kids and the, that's it like it's like it's very focused you know what I, mean? I think i think you find somebody but you don't necessarily have to like start a family you know oh that's right yeah that's ridiculous. yeah yeah you can just find somebody to be with It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have dogs. Yeah, yeah. Are you not one of those that calls your dogs or your kids? Are you? I might be. Oh God, 
just yeah, I never saw it from you. I never saw it from you. That's one thing I never. When I looked at you, I was like, "This isn't a man that calls his dogs his kids." Oh, now okay. that I, had, I think I was wrong. I had a wrong judgment there. Yeah, maybe. I think it's, I think it's due to decades of societal pressure of not meeting up to our previous generations. That now there's like this ingrained, like breakdown for people where like oh i'm not gonna have the things my mother and father had so i'm just gonna make my own versions of them and so now people walk around with pets as if they're their kids and to me that is really weird like it is so weird it's like that is an animal that is a pet well i think not a child i think um like i don't know that's my opinion and i'm sticking to it yeah i don't think really a dog can be a, a child People try. A dog, a dog is a, a dog. My sister dog tries. Is a pet. She's like, this is my little baby boy. Look at him. He's my little baby boy. And I'm like, you're fucking weird, man. That is a dog. Like, if you if you died and he was alive, he would eat you. Like that's. Like, no, that's no, 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 no. A dog wouldn't eat her. Cats would eat you, right? Fish definitely would if you died in their fish tank. Yeah, but nobody's gonna die in a fishbowl. You'd be surprised, man. People are dumb out here. Uh, wow. Oh, sorry. I don't know. Um, I like that. That nobody's ever drowned in a fishbowl. Let me Google that shit right now. I'm full of Jesse. Let me get my Google on. <laughs> Has anyone ever died in a fishbowl? <laughs> if they did die, they deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> As if they die they die yeah so we had to cut and come back because we found out some horrible news about people that drown in fish bowls we're gonna go on ahead and push it on over to wednesday's news Is it wednesday no no we're on yes wednesday's news yep mm-hmm. okay all right so wednesday i'm just gonna speed through the article headlines uh, the Vault is back. Bitcoin coder to revive plan to shield wallets from theft. Next article, ex-Coinbase CTO is behind mysterious Nakamoto com, sources say. California couple to forfeit cryptocurrency riches after drug bust. Dang. North Carolina congressman ish, uh, reintrodu- reintroduces crypto tax bill. Coinbase must face negligence suit over Bitcoin Cash launch judge rules. Watch join Coindesk Live with Ted Livingston, CEO of Kick. New Jersey calls two ICOs fraudulent securities issues stop order. Ooh. Amazon is looking for an engineer to put advertising data on a blockchain. That was a terrible and the last one, how bans from GitHub and Slack are hurting Iranian Bitcoin businesses. Mm. All right, let's do uh, the, let's do California couple. California, here we come. California couple to forfeit cryptocurrency riches after drug bust. Daniel Kuhn, August seventh, twenty nineteen. A California couple has pleaded guilty to a series of crimes related to darknet to cryptocurrency deals according to a Department of Justice filing on August 6th. Jabari and uh, Saudia Monson 
are required to forfeit an undisclosed sum of Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash they acquired from selling illicit goods on Dream Market, a prominent anonymized marketplace. Between July 2018 and January 28, uh, 2019, oh, it's so short, a couple operated vendor accounts named Best Buy Meds, Trap Mart, and House of Dank to distribute cocaine, <laughs> cocaine base, methamphetamine, and marijuana. Oh, it's only for six months. Following an investigation conducted by the Homeland Security Investigation. Okay, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Drug Enforcement Administration, and the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, Jabari Monson pleaded guilty to conspiring and to distribute uh, controlled substances. He faces a maximum sentence of 40 years and a $5 million fine. Mm. Sadia... Monson pleaded guilty to violating the Travel Act and using the mail and internet to distribute controlled substances. She faces a maximum of five years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Wait, why? Weren't they both doing the same thing? Yeah, but... What? Her first name is Saudi. No, I'm kidding. It's not like... You know you don't get equal penalties if you do the same thing. She could have records, you know. She could have what? She could have a previous record. So that means she should get more years now? Yeah, yeah. She got five years. He's getting 50. Oh, sure. Maximum well, potential. He had a previous record. Then. Okay. One of them had a previous record because you don't get different sentences for the same crime unless you're a continuous fuck up. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy. If I get a speeding ticket. For going 15 over, but you get your license revoked for going 15 over. It's because you're continuous fuck up, so they're taking your license. Mm. Oh, here, look. Coinbase must face neg- negligence suit over Bitcoin cash listing judge rules. Yeah. Coinbase must face negligence lawsuit from customers who bought Bitcoin cash mm-hmm. following its allegedly botched listing on the exchange during the 2017 bull market. The judge, judge has ruled. I remember that. I stayed up yeah. all night that night. Man. I watched Remember the price that. go to 8000 and then I watched Bitcoin's price drop 4000 It was crazy. Yeah. Wait, did it go up to 8 I thought it only went up to 6 No, it went up to 8 oh, okay. Man. Yeah, that, that was... I, I, thought, I thought like a flippening was going to happen. Yeah. Like, was BCH was going to overtake BTC, and I was like, wait, what? I think that was right around when you joined the Slack, too. You had joined the Slack, like, not long before that. Yeah, it was in 2017. Yeah, so you actively, you were actively watching it. I remember that pretty closely. Mm-hmm. And then before that, on ETH, I went and dropped, like, 3 or $5. Because somebody bought out all of the uh, order, all the orders, all the uh, buy orders for ETH. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That one was. That's when crypto was fun. That was freaky. Now crypto is like every other thing, but just bigger. I don't know. I mean, you can still have fun like that, like Tez, uh, Tezos or whatever you say that Tezos. Tezos. Yeah, that one was uh, pretty volatile earlier today. It was. Yeah, every time a every time Coinbase lists a new coin, it experiences this huge volatility like 60 percent in a day damn 
It just goes up and down and up and down. You can just buy, buy low, sell high, buy low, sell high, repeat over and over again. Mm. Yeah. I wish I had the time. Yep. Just load up on Binance and then just transfer into Coinbase, sell the pump. They're they're doing BNB. Yeah, isn't Tezos on BNB? Well, no, I mean, Binance Coin is good on uh, Coinbase. That wouldn't happen though, right? That no, Binance no, no. no. Is... I'm saying, I'm saying, you use Binance to buy Tezos and then use uh, transfer it over and then sell sell it your Tezos tokens on on Coinbase. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like See? there's just such a large part of crypto that is new pink sheets. What do you mean? The pink sheet stocks. Yeah, you mean like uh, dollar penny stocks? stocks? Penny stocks. Yeah. Anything under the dollar. dollar. Yeah, penny stocks are garbage, but like every once in a blue moon, somebody will hit it big on those penny stocks, and most of them are scam R us. Yeah, that's why. That's that's the only thing. Like, if you were to trade in those, like you know, like at least like a major like Matic is gonna do the next. It's gonna be the next token that spikes Matic. Like people were already loading on it way before um, Coinbase put the news on its blog because everybody knew about that. So everybody was loading up on Matic, and then um, yeah, they just unload. But then the problem is, like, if you get stuck, right? If you if you end up if it end up ends up not pumping when the Coinbase listing happens, and it starts just dropping, then you're you're screwed. You're holding a bag. You're holding a big bag. Yeah. So you go either way. All right. Well, we should push it on uh, into Thursday. Yep. What do you think? Yeah. Let me read one more from Wednesday. One more. One more. Okay. Uh, Amazon is looking to put advertising data on a blockchain. Ian Allison. Amazon is seeking to integrate parts of its advertising business with a blockchain. Seattle-based e-commerce giant is looking for a senior software engineer to join its, quote, advertising fintech team focused on a blockchain ledger, according to a recent job posting. This new team, based in Boulder, Colorado, will be focused on billing and reconciliation systems to provide transparency on transnational financial data, says the job description. Adding, quote, this is an opportunity to define a technology architectural direction of a greenfield area for Amazon's advertising business using blockchain technology. Uh, when asked for further details, a spokesperson for Amazon said the team, quote, doesn't have anything to share at this time. It is not clear what kind of blockchain Amazon intends to use for advertising. Previously, the blockchain team at Amazon Web Services, the company's cloud business, built a proprietary blockchain known as the Quantum Ledger Database, QLDB, and AWS Managed Blockchain Service connects with Ethereum and Hyperledger Fabric. So, proprietary we'll see. blockchain. Why have a blockchain? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder what, what, do you know what tech that the Fed, uh, is it the Reserve, the Federal Reserve is going to be using for um, instant payments? I don't think Four, anybody okay. really knows. They're okay. not gonna open source it, you know. So, mm, I mean, but it could be like, like, are they are they using um, XRP? Are they using X Rapid? Who knows? Really? Uh-huh. I don't know. All Crypto's right, so on to you. These days, crypto is very weird these days. Uh, Thursday. 
Humans required commerce bank develops blockchain payments for automated trucks. Uh, that could be interesting. Crypto startup alum Catherine Wu joins VC firm uh, Notation Capital. Nobody cares. South Korean traders are creating a blockchain for OTC securities. Uh, Bitcoin outshines gold amid risk aversion in financial markets. Texas Securities Watchdog takes action against Craigslist crypto scammer. Rhode Island will regulate crypto under money transmitter laws. Israeli cryptocurrency traders locked out of banking system report. And Oversock will open T0 security tokens market to retail traders next week. Oh, interesting. Yeah, let's take a look at that one. Oversock's been going at it a while. We almost had Byron on the show a long time ago, uh, but he got sick or something. The second in command came. So this article was double teamed by Anna Badovikova and Nicholas Day. Good old Eiffel Tower. Overstock is opening up trading on its security token market T0 to all comers. Retail investors will be able to trade on the platform starting Augusto Dose. No, oh, Dose. Augusto Dose. T0 CEO Swam Norsalhai told Coindesk at that point the one year lockup period for T0's 2018 security token offering will pass so here's a quote there's a lot of focus on liquidity all right here's another quote the symbiotic nature of the kiritsu model is really blossoming so uh, it's a securities market so they're trying to man the sec is going to destroy them or at least try the sec makes money off of securities trading so they're not just going to let some other entity go in and create a digital securities trading exchange and not want any kickbacks like that's gonna get nasty that might be fun to watch over time might be fun to watch uh let's let's see this uh craigslist scammer see what's going on here regulators File cease and desist against Craigslist scam promising 900% crypto returns. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is just a word in the audience for the people that just started listening. Like, if this is your first exposure to the Bitcoin Podcast Network, um, then there's many lessons we've learned over the years. Uh, one of them is, if anything is advertising guaranteed returns, that is a scam. Oh, people are staking based on percentage returns yeah. i mean what do you think about that uh i don't know i don't know how staking works i feel like it's you're making someone else who already had a lot of what you have a little of make more money at a faster pace than you that's what it feels like to me so what do you think about like who is the one? Is it Dash? Dash is the one that it was like $40,000 a while back to have your own node. Yeah. That's how much money in Dash you had to have to stake. It's a lot. What do you think about that? Good? Bad? Uh, staking? I don't know if I like it too much. Um, 
because the price of Dash just dropped off significantly, right? Yeah, and the thing about staking is that um, I just don't feel like they have the mechanism of it built well enough. Like, say I've got a giant pile of coin. I stake some of my coin in, in order for it to be used as computation or as fuel mm -hmm. or whatever is needed. Um, I mean, that's cool. But at the same time, it gives me way too much power. So, you know, I've ne nobody's ever really explained to me that how proof of stake is supposed to usurp proof of work. Because at the end of the day, it just ends up being like a few people with a lot of tokens running that whole show. Like, I mean, even Corey's, Corey did these coin distributions on these token sales and these token offerings. And it was like 1% that had 90% of the tokens for whoever it was. So, like, that's probably why these altcoins are getting just eradicated. Because that, that 1%, they've diversified and rebalanced their portfolio into Bitcoin. So, anywho, yeah, proof of stake, I'm still a big question mark on to answer your question. So what happens to ETH when it goes proof of stake in 2020? When well, if the proof of work chain stays around and actually like keeps going, uh, the proof of stake chain is going to go and it's going to do what it needs to do, but there's only going to be like a handful of people that benefit from that switch up. Hmm. That's just my presumption. I'm not in that ETH world deep. I'm not deep in that ETH world. But that's what it seems like to me. That would be my presumption. So, uh, There's nothing else good here. Let's see what's going on with Catherine Wu. I've always liked her name. Catherine so, Wu. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Catherine Wu, uh, she joins a venture capital firm. Notation Capital. Catherine Wu was up until 3 a.m. Wednesday and it's okay. This article already started in a way I don't care about it. Up until I don't care if she was up to what is this? In the 130 pages, Kick went point by point through the SEC's case, and Wu went through page by page and indicated which ones readers of her blog should take in, skim, or just skip. That's what I do for fun, she said. And now Wu is once again employed to dig deep into startups. Reveal. Why is this like a? Does she do something special? I'm trying to look for another article that's good. And... Yeah. Sorry, guys. I don't know. She didn't do anything special. She just did some random internet shit and she got hired. So we got to talk about it. I don't know. Um. Let's see here. Bitch, Bitcoin outshines gold. There's nothing, there's no more juice in this fruit left to squeeze, Jesse. That's it for the articles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this week was kind of lame article-wise. Sorry, listeners. I mean, we wish I could give you some more juice, baby, but we can't. There's nothing here. Um, yeah, there's nothing here. So, Thanks for listening to the network, um, the Bitcoin podcast, Just the Headers, hashing it out. Dose of Ether. Um, we appreciate you. You should join this live.
go to www.thebitcoinpodcast.com. How come nobody says that anymore? You wonder? Says what? www. That's all the browsers took it out. WW. I'm going to start saying it again. Fuck it. I'm retro. Go to www.thebitcoinpodcast.com. Push the Slack button. Follow the instructions. There's like five instructions. If you can't follow five instructions, I don't know what to tell you. You don't deserve to be a Slack member after all. Why should you join the Slack? You get to talk to us all the time. When there's better articles and we're happier about the articles. You get to talk to us. uh, Shoot us messages. Jesse will be like, yo, you should try some of my boost blocks. And you'll be like, crazy. And then, um, you know, you could, you could join the Slack. You know, we, we offer things in that Slack. 